Hello, my fellow actor and artist friends. How you doing today? Have you had a good day? Have you had a good week? Have you needed a hug? How about, did you give yourself a hug? Well, today I'm going to be talking about three things you can do that are actually giving yourself a hug on a bad day. That's right. I know I had to use them this week. That is for sure. And so I want to share them with you. I hope you find it helpful. And thank you so much for joining me today on Let's Get To It, a podcast to empower you as an artist. Let me begin with a disclaimer. I'm not a psychologist, psychiatrist, counselor, or life coach. I have not had any training in any of these fields. If you are dealing with any medical, mental, or emotional health issues, please seek professional help. There are thousands of professionals that are available to support you. Anything I say in this podcast is only an opinion or my personal experience and point of view and should not be taken as a replacement for medical, mental, emotional advice and treatment. Thank you. Well, hey guys, thank you for joining me today. I have three things that we are going to talk about. And I'll tell you what, it it actually turned out longer than I expected. Uh, And here's the deal. I originally had like 10 things for everybody to do. And I'm going to tell you, I've had a week. And um, yeah, it was a week. It was a week of dealing with management, of having crappy days at work. And and I I ended a a working relationship with a therapist. Um, I just felt like that it wasn't working out for me with that particular one. Yeah, it's been a week. And, um, and when I looked at all these things I had to share with you guys, I was like, whew, that is going to be, wow, a uh, 50 hour long podcast. I don't have the energy for it. I don't think you have the energy to listen to it. I don't think you want to be listening to this for 50 hours. I also think we'd lose everything. So I'm boiling it down to three things, three things that are very helpful. I, they've had an impact on me. I still, it's still a struggle for me with some of them. I'm still learning, but I want to share them with you because I think that they are so helpful to use. Uh, But anyway, here is the first one. The first one is self-love. Have you given yourself some love today? That's what I questioned you at the beginning. Have you called yourself an artist? Have you given yourself some love? Self-love is the first part. Second part is forgiveness. Have you given your have you forgiven yourself today for whatever it is that that you're feeling bad about? Uh, like you're feeling guilty about something or you're bad or you feel down on yourself, you know, giving yourself a little forgiveness is really helpful. The last part and one of the breakthrough breakthrough things I've experienced is self-compassion. And actually if I, I feel like if I if I am practicing self-compassion, I'm giving myself self-love and also forgiveness. So first I'm going to be doing some shout-outs. That's right. I'm going to give a shout out to a couple of friends of mine. Woo! Yeah, they have done it. They killed it. I will, even though I may not have had the best week, they had an awesome week and they deserve their due. I will then go into where you can find this stuff so you don't have to listen to me all day if you don't want to. Then I'll get into explanations of what each one of these are and how I have experienced them and where I struggle with it. So those are the three things. Self-love, forgiveness, and self-compassion. You know, what I I love about this podcast is that it gives me an opportunity to once in a while just give a little shout out to some friends of mine. I hope someday I give one out for you. 
I hope that you uh, feel like you can share with me some awesome thing that you did and I just give you a little shout out for you. And uh, okay, the, so the first one I'm giving out today is my friend Dave Snook. I want to start by saying he is an awesome human being. Anybody who knows him knows he's, he's really fucking great. Uh, he, <laughs> he has been in Hollywood for a while and he's killing it. He's out there auditioning all the time. He is in sketch comedy. He's in improv. He's just, a, he's an all around artist. He's a photographer. He, you know, he's just awesome. And, uh, he finally got to have that one magical moment that all of us as actors dream about here in Hollywood. And that is to say to your friends, Hey guys, my episode airs next week. He is on a uh, dis- docu-series on Discovery, and that docu-series is Tales from the Explorers Club. And he is in the episode that's called Explorers Club at the Movies. He plays an archaeologist that inspired Indiana Jones. So I, I just want to say, if there's any more Indiana Jones movies, Dave Snook, look him up. And then I also want to give out a shout out to my friend Tara Shane. I am very proud of her. She, oh, finally this year that we were able to get it out and distributed. It was a movie that she's been working on for eight years. She uh, starred in and produced a movie called Alex October. It has taken eight years to make, which is, in terms of making an independent feature, that is a kind of a record, if you will. It can take up to 10 years or more to get one of those done. And she was able to get it done. It's uh, out. I got to go to a screening of it. It is a lovely film, very deep, very emotional, about two broken people who find friendship and then face their demons. And I I recommend it to you to check it out. Um, Props for her. I'm so proud of her being able to get that done. You can see it on Amazon Prime. Again, I hope I give a shout out for you someday. Well, how about those shout-outs, everybody? I hope someday you let me know how well you're doing, and I'll give you one, because you deserve it. All right. And if you're like, Cheryl, you sound a little different. Sound a little different. I went to a different room, because the room I uh, normally am recording in suddenly had a lot of noise. And so I was lucky today that there was no construction, which I would normally hear in this room. Uh, Yeah. And I move back here, and then there's a bunch of truck noise. And I'm like, huh, well, can't win. Can't win. But um, hopefully you you won't be uh, too distracted by that noise, and uh, it'll sound a little bit better anyway. I wanted to get into places where you would be able to find these things, because if you didn't want to hang out and listen to my explanation or my personal experience with each one, you could just go on your own and find it for yourself, all right? So the first place that we're, first thing we're going to talk about is the self-love component. And that, I'm going to refer to the Holy Grail, the Grand Am, the gold standard of self-help. That is Louise L. Hay. Louise L. Hay has many books out, many videos out, many things that you can find even on YouTube where she does affirmations and that sort of thing. But the book that I would tell you you could start with, and it's I mine is falling apart. I've had it so long it's completely falling apart, and I think I've I've got it taped here. That is Louise L. Hay. You can heal your life, 
And it is a wonderful book. She has a great explanation about loving the self. And I'm going to read that when we get to the loving uh, self-love segment. So start there with with where to start with self-love. And then for forgiveness, I'm going to take a little turn. And we're going to talk about a teacher who is an acting teacher and an actor. He's a lovely person. I, I have taken his workshop before. I took it when I first came to L.A. It was, he was so loving and compassionate and, and caring about his, his actors. Uh, and that is Jack Plotnick. He has a book that you can download for free. Uh, he has videos on YouTube that are so fun to watch. Really, you can find him there. But first, his website where you can find the book is www.jackplotnick.com. And you can, it's a, it's a great book called New Thoughts for Actors. The reason why I went to forgiveness with this one is because he has, an aff- he has many affirmations in this. He has a lot of stuff that helps uh, actors get over dealing with self-criticism and and how to and just how to just free yourself a little bit more and have more fun as an actor and an artist. Uh, but he has one of his one of his uh, affirmations in it is I forgive myself unconditionally. I have actually read you know his affirmations I love and I use them myself. I also will just use them as a baseline to write my own that are much that sometimes are much more. Uh, specific to what I'm experiencing. So jackplotnick.com is a great place to go to for for really starting to help yourself with it as an actor and an artist and forgiveness. I will also talk about personally what my experience with forgiveness is when we get to that segment. And then the last part, self-compassion. Self-compassion to me is if you, if you were to like say, I have a hard time with self-love because I do, I struggle with it. Like I said, um, I don't really get the forgiveness thing. Fine. Self-compassion is actually, if you did self-compassion, you're basically covering self-love and forgiveness in it. It is, it is such a, a wonderful practice to learn to do and, and is so helpful and so nurturing, especially for creative people who we're, we're so critical of ourselves. And we really do need to encourage ourselves more and love and nurture ourselves more. And self-compassion is right right there. And um, here is um, the video that I first came across when I was searching for self-esteem. I think I was feeling really low, really bad about myself. And I'm like, oh, maybe I just need to get better self-esteem. So I was searching self-esteem videos on YouTube and came across this one, which said, which is titled, excuse me, The Space Between Self-Esteem and Self-Compassion, Kristen Neff. It was a TEDx talk. Kristen Neff, that's K-R-I-S-T-I-N, has three different books uh, that I'm aware of, but she might have more. I will be reading from one of them today. The first book is uh, Self-Compassion. The second book that she has out is The Mindful Self-Compassion Workbook. That's the one I'll be reading from. Uh, A Proven Way to Accept Yourself, Build Inner Strength, and Thrive. She wrote that in conjunction with, um, or co-authored it, excuse me, with Christopher Germer. And they have, um, even on YouTube, they have this too, is the Center for Self-Compassion. And then... You can also go to a self-compassion website and download a guided meditation for a five-minute self-compassion break. 
which will help be is very helpful and easy to use. Uh, that website is www.self-compassion.org. And very easy to find on that website, very easy to use. And if you're like me and you're like, I just want to stay on YouTube, I just want to have this available whenever. I don't want to have to download or use my phone sometimes. I just want it on the TV playing. Uh, go to YouTube, find self-compassion break, guided med mindful meditation um, for self-compassion. It is by Lewis Psychology. I have a feeling that they probably studied with Kristen Neff or at least took a lot of classes at the uh, Center for Self-Compassion and learned it because they're how they have that guided meditation is verbatim almost of what Kristen Neff's is. So those are the places where you can find stuff and use and, uh, and I hope it's helpful for you. I hope you're able to find stuff really easily and you can just Google this stuff too, of course. Uh, but I just wanted to f give you the specific areas of places that I have found these things and I hope you find help, find it helpful too. Let's talk about some self-love, shall we, everybody? I'm going to read from the book I referenced by Louise L. Hay, which is You Can Heal Your Life. This is what she has to say. It's uh, in the one of the chapters called What is the Problem? And this is her a segment that she calls Loving the Self. I continue to explain that no matter what their problem seems to be, there is only one thing I ever work on with anyone, and this is loving the self. Love is the miracle cure. Loving ourselves works miracles in our lives. I'm not talking about vanity or arrogance or being stuck up, for that is not love. It is only fear. I am talking about having a great respect for ourselves and gratitude for the miracle of our bodies and our minds. Love to me is an appreciation to such degree that it fills my heart to bursting and overflows. Love can go in any direction. I can feel love for the process of life itself, the joy of being alive, the beauty I see, another person, knowledge, the process of the mind, our bodies, and the way they work, animals, birds, fish, vegetation in all its forms, the universe, and the way it works. And what can you add to the list? That is an excerpt from Love, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise L. Hay. Loving the self, I, I remember self-love. Um, I don't remember who first started talking. Maybe my mom told me it a long time ago. Um, but Louise L. Hay has been around a long time. She has many exercises in this book. Uh, one is just standing in front of the mirror and telling yourself, I love you. That is, it's, it's very, very deep to do that. You may think that's weird, but... It is. There's also just in, in, even when you get to self-compassion, there's a phrase that you say is that I love and accept myself just as I am. And that's just an easy place to start. If you are having a hard time with that, it, and trust me, I have days when I really struggle with, with the self-love part is because I do, I do get hung up like maybe I'm just being selfish. Maybe I'm just being arrogant. Maybe I'm just being a real jerk by, by saying this. Or I just feel 
like it's false, you know, and, and because I feel guilty or I feel like, I feel like a fraud saying it, you know, um, that good old, I guess the, the, uh, the latest term in the last few years is the imposter syndrome. You know, I just don't feel like I'm really worthy of having it, you know, and, and so self-love is, is a difficult one for me to have. Um, I also think that I, I associated a lot with people who are, seem to be really confident and I don't have that much confidence, honestly. You would probably be surprised. Like a lot of people would say, what? You don't. And I'm like, no, I, I have so much anxiety and worry and worry about failure and, and that, that I, I just don't have that that high level of self-esteem or self-confidence. And so going back to learning to love the self and just saying a simple affirmation such as, you know, I love and accept myself just as I am is an easy baseline. And um, it's very, even, even, even saying that can sometimes just make me cry because it is so, it's, you, again, you just don't think that I mean, like, I don't think I'm deserving of it sometimes. I think I think we all as artists think that we should be doing more to deserve, you know, any sort of love. And we, we, we somehow have to figure out a way to get back to giving ourselves that love and, and not look for it outside of ourselves and not look for validation. It's that, it's that self-love is kind of like that self-validation for ourselves. And... I, I will tell you that it's a process. I'm still, I always struggle with it. And, uh, it is a good place to start with Louise L. Hay. There's other teachers that teach this, um, again, in self-compassion. I I always feel like self-compassion is kind of the, the gateway that seems a lot like it unlocked a, a bit for me with, even with, you know, when I'm just like not wanting to read the Heal Your Life book, I felt like, um, self-compassion was a good lead into that. Um, but start, we have to somehow find a way to be very loving and nurturing to ourselves. And if we start with self-love, we'll eventually get there. So when you think about forgiveness, what do you think of? I know how I was initially taught forgiveness. I grew up uh, going to church. So forgiveness was something you talked about every Sunday. Uh, It seemed to be something you did when somebody did something bad to you. And it wasn't something you did for yourself. The first time I really heard about unconditional self-forgiveness was me coming out to California and I was going to a a place that um, there was even a song that one of the that they would sing, and that was "I Forgive Me." And I remember being so moved by that. Um, and and it was the first time I really started to understand forgiving myself. And then again, I I would have that as part of being around. Uh, I would do um, forgiveness is something that comes and goes. It's kind of like a tug of war with me with forgiveness. I think we get too caught up into forgive and forget. 
uh, and and we think that well, you know, because we you know we struggle with letting with the forget part, you know, because we have the resentment. So we're like, we why would we forgive? And I think we forgive, we forget that forgiveness is not for the other person. It is for us. It is for us to be able to let go and to help ourselves heal. And I know that there'll be people who disagree with that explanation, but I think that's what's helped for me. And let me tell you a story about where I started to really understand that forgiveness was a very powerful thing for me to be using. I, <laughs> I'd moved out here to California. I was driving down a street in the middle of the day one day, and I got rear-ended. And my back was hurting. Um, this was a couple of days afterwards. I was at, I had to go to work. I was in pain. Everything was tight. I could barely move. Um, and, uh, I remember sitting in my car, really feeling down and bad about myself and something about, well, what if I just said forgiveness, gave forgiveness to this whole thing? And so I just started forgiving all the things about it. I forgave my muscles for being tight. I forgave my body for being in pain. I forgave the person who rear-ended me. I forgave myself for driving down that street because somehow I still blame myself for driving down the street in the middle of the day, which shouldn't have mattered. I forgave, um, I just forgave every part of it. And I wouldn't say that I was healed from that. I would say that at that point when I did that, I could feel the tension that I was having started to release a little bit and dissipate. Yes, there was more healing. I had to go to a chiropractor a bit. I had to do a lot of uh, work to get my body to work <laughs> and get and get healed. Um, but I I did find that the more I forgave that, uh, I I started to feel better. I. I also used, for, I had kind of forgotten that, by the way, until a while ago. And then I, I again, I went and got Jack's book and I was reading his affirmations as um, I, you know, forgive myself unconditionally. And I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> I used to do this. And so any time when I felt like a lot of tension, I just have to forgive everything regarding it. Uh, I mean, if... And I struggle with that as an actor when I'm so nervous before a, an audition or before any performing whatsoever. I have to, I have to really forgive myself and really give myself um, that love that comes from giving myself forgiveness. And so for let's say that I'm going to be having to audition for something and I just go, well, I forgive myself for the level of preparation I have. I forgive myself for, for how hard I am on myself as an artist. I forgive myself for, for not being my own cheerleader. Yeah, none of us are our own cheerleaders. I, I forgive myself for being such a fucking critic. I forgive myself for, you know, that, that I get so tense or I forgive myself for the anxiety. I forgive myself for how angry I get and, and, and upset I get when, when things go wrong with the technology in my world, you know? And so all of these things, 
I needed to, I forgive and it helps me just, I feel this with every time I do it, I just feel more and more of a release and it helps me with dealing with my inner critic. Um, that is something that's in Jack's book too, uh, really dealing with that. And so I would invite you to try out, uh, just saying forgiveness for every little thing that's bothering you and every little thing that comes to your head that, well, you're to blame for something. Well, I forgive myself. I didn't, I forgive myself for that. I just forgive myself. I forgive myself for being a jerk to that person. That is an extremely helpful thing to do. And it's so, it's the beginning of healing for me sometimes, both physically, emotionally, mentally. It is, it is a wonderful place to start. And no matter where you've been, where you've started or where you've been taught to start with forgiveness, learning to really forgive yourself is a miracle on its own. And it is, it is necessary for you as a creative person and as an artist. I invite you to give yourself some forgiveness, which is a form of self-love. See how we're building with this? And next we're going to talk about self-compassion. Self-compassion. I, like I said before, when I was feeling really low, I came across a video, thankfully, by Kristen Neff uh, regarding self-esteem and self-compassion. And I became fascinated with it. And I'm like, I need to learn more about this. I, I, I will say I didn't necessarily follow through with filling out everything in, in the workbook, but I have it in... And I do use the self-compassion breaks, um, meditations quite a bit. It is very helpful. Um, it helps on the days with stress. It helps with times of just feeling really bad about myself or just when I need a good, need a little cry. It's really, really helpful. And I'm going to tell you what Kristen Neff has to say about what self-compassion is. This is from her book, The Mindful Self-Compassion Workbook, a proven way to accept yourself, build inner strength, and thrive. Self-compassion involves treating yourself the way you would treat a friend who is having a hard time. Even if your friend blew it, or is feeling inadequate, or is just facing a tough life challenge. Self-compassion is a practice in which we learn to be a good friend to ourselves when we need it most. To become that inner ally rather than that inner enemy. Yeah, I think we all have the um, the uh, the ability to to become our inner enemy as opposed to really be our being our best friend to be our little cheerleader. We just don't do it. We don't. We look outside ourselves. We need other validation, and I think self compassion. Um, when I started to learn it and how it works, I was just like, oh, I'm supposed to be there for myself and understand that it's not just me, right? And that, that, is, that is really the, most, the helpful thing to think about with this because there's actually three elements to self-compassion and they are self-kindness, common humanity, and mindfulness. This is what Kristen Neff says about self-kindness. When we make a mistake or fail in some way, we are more likely to beat ourselves up, 
than to put a supportive arm around our own shoulders. Think of all the generous, caring people you know who constantly tear themselves down. This may even be you. Self-kindness counters this tendency so that we are as caring toward ourselves as we are towards others. So self-kindness, I mean, how, how often are we kind to ourselves? I think it, we always, uh, you know, even Jack references this in his book, we, we have that little critic that, that he calls it the vulture, uh, that, that just seems to make so much more noise than that cheerleader, than that good supportive friend that we need inside that, that helps us understand that we are deserving of love, that we, we just have that, that we, don't, we are not there for ourselves. We're not showing up for ourselves in that way. We may show up for ourselves in a class. We may show up for ourselves at an audition, but we are not showing up for ourselves to give ourselves that emotional support. And that is what that component of self-kindness really is. It's really just giving ourselves that love, going back to self-love. Again, see how these are all working together. And that forgiveness, again, we need to give ourselves that forgiveness and just be really kind and understanding to ourselves and to just say, hey, you know what? I love you today. You, you are so so worthy of my love today. That is the, that is the self-kindness part that we just, we just seem to not do. On to the second part of what this is, and that is common humanity. A sense of interconnectedness is central to self-compassion. It's recognizing that all humans are flawed, works in progress, and that everyone fails and makes mistakes and experiences hardships in life. Self-compassion honors the unavoidable fact that life entails suffering for everyone without exception. When I first did one of these self-compassion breaks, because um, I just wanted to jump right in, I was like, forget reading. I just want to get to this stuff. Uh, again, name of the podcast, you know, because I, I'm impatient and I, I, need the, I need the healing. I need it right now. It needs to happen now. Uh, I can't wait for it. Uh, I jumped right in. And when I first heard everybody is suffering, everyone suffers. This is, I'm not alone in this. I, I think I just broke down crying to feel and know that I'm getting emotional now that I wasn't alone in that, that other people went through the same thing. And, and I, I, I can, I can have comfort in the fact that other people would, would understand and know what this was and I could share it. And now I'm doing a podcast because I want to share some of this stuff with you guys. And, uh, and it helped, it also helps us, reminds us and <laughs> a plane's going over or a helicopter. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, reminds us that, you know, we're all, we're all in this together. Yeah. I had to let that pass. Thanks guys for interrupting my, my good cry there for that minute. Um, but anyway, um, you know, it, it reminds us that, that we're all, we're all in this together, whether we agree on how we're in this together, we are all in this together. We all go through something hard. Uh, as artists, you know, I think we've, we've, we've believed that our own suffering is what creates our art. And, and sometimes we even think that the more we suffer, the better our art is. And, and we don't, it's, it's not necessary for that. I think it is is a way to I think our art can definitely be influenced. But 
with self-compassion, it helps you understand that you're not alone in that. You're not alone. You're not alone in that. And that's what first touched me so much about that particular part of self-compassion. And then the last part of what self-compassion is, is mindfulness. This is what Kristen Neff has to say. Mindfulness involves being aware of moment-to-moment experience in a clear and balanced manner. It means being open to the reality of the present moment, allowing all thoughts, emotions, and sensations to enter awareness without resistance or avoidance. Why is mindfulness an essential component of self-compassion? Because we need to be able to turn toward and acknowledge when we're suffering to be with our pain long enough to respond with care and with kindness. When you listen to the self-compassion breaks, you'll understand that the mindfulness part is so interesting because you, you do have to acknowledge the pain and exactly what you're feeling. And, and then you say, you know, I love myself just exactly as I am. I accept myself that this is something I'm experiencing and, and just kind of owning it because I think we want to just dismiss what we're feeling and stuff it and, and you know, we just want to make it good. We just want to make good. We just want to be fine. And we want to make, we're taking care of other people when we're doing that. And we need to instead take care of ourselves. And part of taking care of ourselves is really facing up to the pain and to the feelings that we're having and just being there for ourselves. And, and there's more to learn about these three components. I am still learning. And I think you will find it much more fascinating if you went and found these, uh, went and found these books and worked through them yourself. Uh, I may even have some of these explanations not completely uh, correct, but I, it's just from my own experiences when I'm, when I'm going with. And, uh, and I, I can't, tell you enough how how important this particular practice has been for me uh, as you as you heard I got really emotional realizing I wasn't alone and then and then and then being able to face it in a gentle and when you're facing it by the way it's not some hard awful thing like oh you just feel like crap today and you got to deal with it no it is actually very gentle and very loving you're doing this in a very loving manner. Again, you see how all this stuff works together. There's the self-love, there's the acknowledgement, there's forgiveness, there's understanding that you're not alone. This all goes together. And I, I really hope that today you're coming away with three different possibilities on how to embrace and love yourself and show up for yourself even more than you have in the past. And I I really hope you you are able to go forward and use all of these and and have an experience like I've had where it's kind of a breakthrough that all these are so helpful for me as an artist. They're helpful for everybody. And that's why I'm sharing them with you guys today. 
Well, guys, that's it for today. And thank you so much for joining me. I am so happy to be able to share this with you. I hope it gives you something you can use in order to give yourself some love on a day when it's just, you know, this crap's going down. And I'll be back next week with something new and different. I hope I'm able to give you a shout out someday. Thank you so much for joining me today. This has been Let's Get To It, a podcast to empower you as an artist.